Where's your pajamas? Um, I just took them off. You took them off? Yeah. Okay, we'll go get them and bring them here. We'll put them back on, and then you gotta go back to bed. No. Because I'm naked, I'm the boss. Uh, that doesn't actually qualify you to be the boss. I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. No. I'm the boss. Welcome to the Geek Generation, episode 152. I am here with Mikey Arsenault. Hello, hello. Hey. Hi. And I'm Rob Logan, because I forgot to say my name, as usual. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're struggling to record this one. <laughs> we had to pause um, the South Park Marathon, which I posted on the page. People aren't hearing this till Monday, at least. But I posted on the page on Saturday. Uh, that SouthParkMarathon.com is doing a streaming marathon of all 16 seasons of South Park, and it's awesome. And if you're listening to this on Monday, when it actually comes out, that marathon is still going on because it started at 3 p.m. on Saturday, and it's going nonstop all the way till Wednesday night, I think at 10 o'clock when the 17th season of South Park kicks off. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's a lot of television. No commercials during the episodes. Imagine, there's no way anyone can watch the whole thing. No way. Because they don't stop. Like, it goes right through the night, too. Yep. So. <laughs> Fast <laughs> pee breaks. <laughs> yeah. We were just watching the first Halloween episode before we had to stop it and start recording, and it was very difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the weekend <laughs> after this is all over. Um, so we went last night to uh, a special event. The uh, Thanks to our friend Roger Andrews, uh, we went to the Boston Area Toy Collectors Banquet. And uh, it was it was interesting. It was like Roger said, it was a little little stuffier than a regular convention. People were dressed up. We were not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I heard toy convention, I wasn't expecting people to go there in suits. Mm. And the fact that people were going to be in cosplay, even though there were only like three people dressed up in cosplay, who I think were invited to do that specifically. Yeah, I think so. It was a little weird. I felt out of out of sorts, out of place a little bit. We were in t-shirts. Everyone else is like <laughs> suit and ties and suit jacket and stuff. And then meanwhile, so there are the, the dinner halls on one side and then all the, the toy vendors are over on the other side. And then. In proper fashion for us, we just slum it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Roger. <laughs> Although we didn't mind too much. No, no, nobody had any complaints about it. No, but we did see some cool stuff while we were there. Yeah. Uh, I'll be putting some pictures on the website, if they're not there already, of just some of the toys we saw. We saw a cool presentation from Matchbox about what they have coming up in the year and uh, what's, what it's like, kind of uh, the process. From the beginning of making a Matchbox car yep. to the end of that. And uh, we heard a, a little bit about Superman because the Superman 75th anniversary is coming up this year. And uh, this guy wrote a whole book about Superman and started talking about like the religion of Superman and everything. I don't give a rat's ass what Superman's religion is. I mean, it was interesting to hear how different religions have claimed Superman as their own. Yeah. And like why they feel he identifies with their religion. That's interesting. I don't think Superman has an actual religion. No, but I liked his uh his Jewish yeah. Superman t shirt. That yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. So we we went to that, it was a good time, it was fun and I don't know. Was there anything in particular you were like yeah, oh actually the Lone Ranger train, right? Oh, well the whole Lego setup, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's been a while since I've actually really looked at any of the new lego sets coming out yep you know and i didn't realize they were doing so many different movie specific lego sets yeah yeah know? it's almost becoming like monopoly where 
they would do the different brands of Monopoly for so many different things. Yeah. And now Lego is kind of doing that. Like every movie or franchise has like a Lego set of some sort. I mean, now that I'm older, I, re- I was really drawn to that train set. Yeah. Just because it was so just really to scale. It looked really good. But if when I was growing up as a kid, I would have died for that. Uh, that job of the Hut Palace. Yeah. Oh, man. That's all I would have needed. I would have I would have made that. It just kept playing with it. Yeah, that looks super that cool. That was awesome. And I still, I'm going to get my hands on some Ninja Turtle Legos. Just because, yeah. and I don't even want play sets or anything. I just want the four turtles in Lego form just to have them. <laughs> and I'll like, I don't know, make them into keychains. I'll just carry them around my pocket like my little friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll do something with them. Well, that's what I actually have. I have a Daryl Dixon Lego figurine. He's from uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah? Yep. I have them on my shelf. And you have just the figurine? Just, just... the figurine. Yep. Yep. They have Walking Dead Legos? It's not actually a Lego brand. Oh, okay. But it's identical to Lego. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So let's do some geek outs. Yay! What you got for us this week, Maggie? I got some notes. That's what I got this time. <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> uh, let's see. It was announced that J.K. Rowling has confirmed that Harry Potter Universe is going to be coming back into theaters. That's right. Uh, yep. What is it called? Like Mythical Beasts? It is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's it. It's actually a book that she has already written. Mm-hmm. It's because when she developed the whole storyline to her, she had to figure everything out just to make sense of it all. Okay. So all the information's there. And uh, Warner Brothers kind of confronted her saying that they wanted to pursue doing, you know, another movie. Mm-hmm. And she kind of wasn't really comfortable with somebody else taking it over. So she's like, okay, I'll run with this. That's cool. Yeah. So they're going to do that. And. I mean, they've, they announced it as a series. So yep. I don't think. Oh, this, really? Yeah. I don't think this is going to be the only story told. Oh, wow. So. So wait, is it like a companion book, almost like an encyclopedia type thing of these are the beasts? And, yeah. or is it like an actual story story? Um, it's a book. These are the beasts. She already knows the author. It's, I'm trying to think of his name. His name was like Newt something. I can't, I can't think of his last Gingrich? name. No, oh. <laughs> it wasn't Gingrich. <laughs> um, but. In her head, she's really connected with this author. Okay. So I think what it's probably going to be, if I was to guess, it would be him kind of going out, exploring in the wilderness, coming across these magical beasts. You know, what are their powers? How do you tame them type things? Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it'd be like cool if they did a uh, almost like crocodile hunter approach <laughs> and did it like a pseudo documentary? <laughs> that could be different. It All could right. be different. Or even if they had like that character is kind of the the way to move the story along but he had a party of people who is teaching about these creatures yeah i never thought of it that way yeah i'm writing yeah. this book now <laughs> <laughs> so multi-million dollars i mean the universe is there so i mean it'll be great to kind of get back into it obviously i mean you're not going to see harry because this takes place i think like 80 years before Harry goes into school. Okay. So okay. you're definitely not going to see any of the characters. So he doesn't even exist. No, yet. he doesn't exist yeah. yet. So, I mean, I think there's going to be definitely a huge fan base for Harry Potter to make it successful. Mm-hmm. But I think she's going to have to really get us drawn to another character to connect to make it successful. Cool. So I'm I'm excited about that. And then my other one is not necessarily a movie. It's uh, TV-based. This okay. week, uh, AMC has announced that for 2015, there's going to be a Walking Dead spinoff series. That's right. I actually have that. Uh, I can give you the full details on that one. All right. Um, so they're developing a companion series for The Walking Dead, targeting an air date for 2015, like you said. Uh, the series would take place in the same universe set up by the current series, but featuring a completely new story and cast of characters. Creator Robert Kirkman said about the new series, quote, After 10 years of writing the comic book series and being so close to the debut of our fourth and, in my opinion, best series, uh, best season of the TV series, I couldn't be more thrilled about getting the chance to create a new corner of the Walking Dead universe. The opportunity to make a show that isn't tethered by the events of the comic book and is truly a blank page has set my creativity racing. Yep. I'm excited. I love it. I mean, I'm not getting tired at all of the Walking Dead, but it would be nice to see maybe some new faces Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and I don't know, I, you know, I could see again, instead of just being like one group that you follow the whole time, I think it could be more, you know, cut scenes where you're going back and forth between yep. different groups. 
And I think it'd be good actually to follow a group that eventually just fails. Oh, and they all die? Yeah. That'd be interesting, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yep. You know, just follow them and, you know, maybe, I mean, don't make it seem like uh, it's going to be obviously they're going to fail, you Mm -hmm. know, to make it seem like they're a bunch of morons walking around, but just the choices that they make and eventually they just get to a point where they can no longer succeed. They could even do it where they follow a particular group for like a season or two and whether they live or die is irrelevant. It's just they move on to another group now. Yeah. And they just keep jumping around the universe to show what's happening all over the place. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options. I mean, another thing would be, I mean, obviously there's people out there nowadays that are, you know, known as preppers. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter what they're prepping for, mm-hmm. but I mean, they could be just a den, like a small den living underground, then sure. surviving. Um, vault could, dwellers, you yeah, say? Yeah, vault Oh, there we go. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Fallout tie-in. <laughs> uh, but the other thing too would be, I mean, I could almost see uh, younger people grouping together mm. you know and that could be good because one they're more fit you know lord so, of the flies lord or, of the flies yeah. but yeah exactly but they're less uh educated or less you know they have less experience in survival so it's you know it's a toss-up that's when we get a zombie version of peter pan <laughs> the lost boys <laughs> <laughs> never ever ever land no exactly <laughs> Um, and I don't know if I'd necessarily call this one a geek out, but I've, uh, I've had a chance to kind of go back and kind of watch all these movies you had in your mind to see. Oh yeah. And I have always I, forget. I have so many probably. And I always mean to like sit down and put a list together Yeah, and like really think about it. And I just haven't done that yet, but, and I'm talking like 12, 13 year old movies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I, you know, way. I went back and, I mean, I, I watched uh, Escape from New York City. Oh, yeah. I watched that. You know, that, that's just kind of a fun one. I like that. Yep. Uh, I Have watched, you seen Escape from L.A. as yeah, well? Yeah. I okay. watched that one first. Oh, all right. And I don't even remember which one is the first one and which one's the second. I think Escape from L.A. is the first movie. I think it's the second, actually. Maybe it is. And I always wanted to see the the second one or the first right. one. Escape so I, from L.A. is the more modern. Okay. Yeah, that's the one yeah. where he surfs the typhoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched that. I watched uh, Equilibrium. Mm. I mean, I, I've been hearing about that movie I love forever. that movie. Yeah, that was a very And it's good very movie. much a precursor, although I think it might have come out after The Matrix. But it's very much like a mirror movie, if you will. It At is. At least visually. Yeah. Like, not conceptually, but... Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what? It, actually, thinking about it, in a way, it kind of reminds me of an alternate universe for, um, uh, what's that? Uh, the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. You know, because how Some people... similar concepts. Yeah, because people aren't allowed to think how they want type thing. Sure, sure. I watched that. Uh, Doom. Oh, the, uh, yeah. the one with the rock? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I saw mean, that. That was weird. Yeah, it was. He actually, he played... He was a good actor. Yeah. In that, you and know. Carl Urban's in that too, I, right? I really like Carl Urban. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Like uh, and speaking of Carl Urban, uh, Judge Dredd. I watched that movie. Oh, the one that was just Dredd. Dredd. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just called it Dredd. Yep. And I dug that. That I was like, well, that was recent. That I was mean. recent. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get more into my newer movies. Sure. Uh, let's see. I saw the uh, the Stallone Dread movie. And oh, that was just cheesy, horrible. So I was kind of seeing, thinking the same thing. So I had no urge to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. and it was finally just on uh, Amazon Prime for free. Yep. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And it was, it was a really good movie. I like. I'll actually it. probably go out and buy it. Yeah. And uh, right now, there's actually a petition going on. Yep. To try and get a uh, Dread two. Yeah. Because even, even though it didn't make a ton of money, like, it was very faithful. Yeah. Well, in the theater, it, it pretty much was a a tank. Yeah. Um, But actually, its sales on DVDs, it was very high. Oh, really? Extremely high sales on that. I bet you that's because of the fallout from the Stallone version. They probably were like, I'm not going to spend all that money in the theater. But then when people actually went to the theater and said, hey, you know what? It's good. That's when the DVD sales all start happening. And yep, let's see. Oh, uh, Expendables two. I finally sat down and watched that. I still have not. I haven't seen the first one. The second one was free. Oh, okay. Um, entertaining. Uh, my complaint that I can think of is it's almost like they jacked up all the uh, the sound effects for the explosions. Oh, really? And that was really loud. And then 
Stallone, he's he's kind of hard to understand mm-hmm. what he's saying. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean I'm not <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Jason Statham was the only one that was easy to understand through the whole movie. And he's the one with the accent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, it was good. I don't think the action was like overdone mm-hmm. as far. I mean, obviously the, the gun fights and battles and stuff were, you know, intense. But I mean, they weren't trying to show like extreme feats of strength sure. just alone anymore which was cool you know i thought that kind of made it more realistic uh, i got a couple more ah star wars into darkness i bought star trek into yes. darkness <laughs> oh Sorry. you be careful oh, on this man. show <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just trying to quickly throw this up right right and uh yeah star trek into darkness uh, i you know i missed my opportunity probably like four or five times to see it in the theater and that's the only movie i was adamant about seeing yeah in the theater and i never did so i went out and i bought it the first day mm-hmm. uh i loved it yeah it was I good it. it was it was good i don't know i think maybe just the original one was just still my favorite yeah I'm well still drawn it, to that one the the first star trek or the the wrath of khan no the first star trek oh, okay you know the first well the first re-release the rebooted star, yeah yeah well I it was that. better yeah it, it was. was better it wasn't as good as into darkness but no. into darkness was still good a lot of people shit on it but i thought it was good no i thought it was good i i actually like how they per- portrayed khan yeah and also, they 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 haven't written off his character. Right, he could come back. Absolutely, you know, he could be released, which was good mm-hmm. without giving away anything. And then uh, the most recent one, which I it was one of those movies I was so adamant about not seeing hmm. that I had to see it, <laughs> which was World War Z. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, I was so against it. You know, watching the commercials, me you too. Saw on TV. <laughs> You know, it was to me, it was everything that a zombie shouldn't, a zombie movie shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, screw that. I'm not going to see it. Yep. But the idea of the movie just kept festering in my mind. I'm like, I got to see how this turns out. out. Pure curiosity. Yep. Morbid pure curiosity. Cur- exactly. And maybe it's because I went into it thinking it was going to be complete garbage. Yep. It actually wasn't that bad. Hmm. I mean, it definitely had some consistency issues. Yep. And like at the beginning of the movie, I mean, it, it jumps right in. I mean, within five minutes, it's zombie time. It's oh wow, you know, it isn't. There's no wasting time in this. How movie. long is it? I want to say it was it was under two hours. Okay, more than an hour forty five. So it's it's right in there. But what you see in the trailers is almost like the the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where zombies are moving at twice the speed of a a person could go. Which I didn't like, and it, and honestly, I don't even know why they did it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, though, the zombies weren't—they were just moving at a normal pace. Oh, so they got rid of that, and so I don't understand why they did it in the first place. And there's no explanation for why they would start off moving really fast, and then, or do they say that they deteriorate? Or they didn't say they deteriorated, and I don't know. Maybe they—they—they they, they, somebody said that if they haven't fed in a while, they kind of become sedated okay but i mean at this point i mean it, it's not like what's going on takes place over like a year's time sure it, it seems like it's maybe a few weeks that go on so there hmm. shouldn't be a lack of edible people that's weird to slow them down yeah so that was weird there's no real conclusion at the end mm-hmm. you know they haven't solved anything oh. they haven't figured out really why this has happened or where it came from yeah because that's the whole point of the movie is to kind of track down the origin so do you think they're leaving it open for another? oh it's definitely left yeah, open okay. for another whether or not it's popular enough yeah well i think it did really well i think it did again i mean it wasn't horrible i mean if it's a if you like the movie uh 28 days later mm-hmm. which i most people classify as a zombie movie and but it's not it's considered that people have what's called the rage right right if you like that movie you'll love world war z because okay. it, it honestly feels like that because it's not like the pe- the zombies tackle somebody and rip them shreds and mm-hmm. then later on they come back. It's they'll just bite you on the arm and leave you. Hmm. It, there's no, you know, ripping and shredding and stuff like that. Weird. And then after even after you're just bitten, you're you you turn in like 10 seconds. Oh jeez. Yeah. So honestly, I thought it was like a rage because you didn't see anybody, you know, in like a decomposed way. Yeah. They should have called it like zombie tag yeah like <laughs> you're it yeah <laughs> bite <laughs> i mean it might be worth 
checking out if you're a little bit open-minded to it. But again, I, I've never read the, the book, World War Z, which right, I, right. I do intend to do at some point. Yeah. Which might infuriate you that they didn't make the book. Oh, when, yeah. When you read that. I'm sure I will. But for somebody who hasn't read the book yet, maybe, maybe give it a shot. Yep. That's about it for, uh, oh, wait a minute. One more last thing. Yeah. I have seen the trailer for the, uh, Robocop reboot. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's got me excited. It really looks excited. good. It does. And I'll admit, growing up as a kid, I wasn't, I didn't hate Robocop, but it mm-hmm. really didn't do it for me. I don't know me why. Me neither. I enjoyed the first movie more as I got older. Yep. And then I, like, when I was a kid, I didn't understand all the, like, political commentary and social commentary and stuff like that. I was just like, this guy moves kind of slow. Yeah. Like, that was, that was all I thought as a yeah. kid. His but face then, is gross. Right, right. Yeah. And then people would melt it and they look gross. And yeah. Maybe that was the problem. Yeah. But this reboot looks really good. I think it looks solid. Yeah. And from what, even though the trailer is very action packed, uh, they've said that the footage that was shown at Comic Con actually had a lot of the political and social commentary included in that. Mm-hmm. So it's not something they've abandoned from the idea. Yeah. So they're still, and they're going to tackle it in a more modern way because it's a different time period we yeah. live in now. So I'm hoping that they keep that tone and I think it might be really good. And one of the other things too that I heard about the movie that I paid attention to in the trailer, I don't know if you noticed it, but one of his hands is human. Human. Yeah. And it's always his gun hand. Okay. So he's shooting people with his human hand still, hmm. which is a purposeful thing. Like they're not having a robot just needlessly shooting people. You see a human hand on the gun, and that's for a reason. Yep. Now, in the original series, he was dead, right? He was dead before he became RoboCop? I don't know if he actually died, died. Okay. But he was pretty damn close. Okay. I was always the impression he died but because he was recently deceased, they mm-hmm. could bring him back as a that might have been hybrid. It. Yeah. To me, from what I got out of the trailer, was he's still alive. He's going to die. Mm-hmm. But if we do this, he'll survive. Right. Which I I kind of like because again, you get a more sense of uh, maybe a little more humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a decision there more yeah. than just like, well, this guy's dead already. Yep. Type thing. I'm assuming because they show a car bomb in the trailer. I'm assuming that's how he sustains the injury in this one. Yeah. Which that's the one thing I was like, I don't know if I like that comparatively. It makes sense that Mm -hmm. that could be the result of it. But it's a very powerful scene in the first movie where he's getting gunned down by people. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that that's not going to be in there. And this is a PG-13 movie. That's probably why. Because there's there's an NC-17 cut of the first RoboCop movie. I don't know if you've seen that. I Uh, have. I don't don't think so. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. And it's, it's, it's like gory and powerful for a reason. And I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I'm excited about it too. I think it looks good. Okay. That's it for my geek outs. Okay. Uh, there's another thing too. I think, uh, if you had known this, then it might be on your geek outs. <laughs> but, uh, I was looking at the New York Comic Con site today. Okay. And I haven't checked it today. E- even though it didn't look like they were available for autographs at any given point, it looks like pretty much the entire primary cast from The Walking Dead will be there for the panel. <sighs> Cause oh. all of them were added to the site today and really? Garfield, Lauren Cohen, um, the guy who plays Greg, wait, no, Gary. I don't know. The, the Asian guy. No, oh, geez. Um, his real name's like Steven Young or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's slipping me right I don't now. know what his character's name is just cause I never, <laughs> I never watched this show That's aside cool. from the pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you that if you've, uh, if I've continued on. Yeah. I actually haven't. And I don't know if that's because there's just other things I'm watching because I finished up watching the rest of Justice League. I was watching like Franklin Bash in the newsroom over the summer. I was watching a little bit of Dexter again. And, and of course, Dexter's coming up soon, too. And actually, that's my first key out, which I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> um, or the fact that it's just zombie stuff and I can't get over it. I think that's probably the bigger yeah, I, part I th- of it. I think it is. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. Glenn. Glenn, that's yeah. it. I was going to search it on my phone. I knew there was we a talking. G. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, like, the pilot was good, but I don't know if it was enough to really hook me in. Okay. So I don't, hey, I still it, don't know if I can get over shot. the zombie thing. I did. I tried. Shot. And I might even watch one more episode just because I think it's more fair to do that. I never think one episode is a good indication of a series mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> um, so yeah, my first geek out is Dexter. Cause everyone listening to this, the show's over. Because the final episode was on Sunday night. Okay. Of everything. Uh, and I am, we're obviously recording this beforehand. I have so much anxiety right now. <laughs> and I have had it since last Sunday. Because just going, I'm like, oh my God, it's actually, it's, it's ending. Like, uh, <laughs> eight years, eight yeah. years. I mean, imagine you, you fell out of Smallville though, right? Yep. But I mean, I watched that for 10 years. Yeah. I probably watched it for five. Yeah. And when, when Smallville ended, I was like, oh, like it's gone. Yeah. It's not going to be anymore. And I'm, I'm over it now, obviously. But at the time, <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> it's a weird thing when you've spent so much time getting invested in these characters and everything. And I still don't have any idea how they're going to end it. That's good. I was going to say, I wonder, you know, I was going to ask you if they kind of hinted at a direction, you know, no. where it's going to go. That's good. <laughs> that and, is good. Yeah. And they got one more episode to, uh, to finish it all up. So I know I'm going to be up late. As long as they don't pull a Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, that would kill me. <laughs> that would kill me. But they, I'm going to be up very late on Sunday night watching the episode because I can't watch it live. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch it afterwards and I'll be up late. I'm going to be very tired on Monday, but it's going to be worth it. And I really, really want to get a roundtable discussion on the show, which I'm hoping I can put together sometime this week and have it out for, uh, next week's episode. I don't know if I'm going to get that together on time because I don't know if I know enough people who are actively watching the show that will be caught up for like the finale. Like I, I'm definitely going to do it whether it comes out in two or three weeks. I don't know. I want to get it out fairly soon. Cause everyone's going to be kind of buzzing about it. Oh, I know yeah. I am like, I know Monday I'm going to be like, I got to call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about this right now. So I just know that already. And I'm, but um, the other funny thing too, is one of the things that I'm geeking out about Dexter is because I told, I told Mike how much he was going to like the show. And he is at this point probably done with season two. Wow. So he's blazing through yeah, he and he left me a voicemail the other day. And this wasn't even because he didn't, it wasn't because he knew he wasn't going to be on the show this week. He just left me a voicemail because he had to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll play that for you. Dexter is absolutely stressing me out. I'm on the last episode of season two. I have to, I'll finish it tonight. The show is like, gonna kill me i swear to god it's gonna kill me but uh, i don't know how i'm gonna make it through what six more seasons or something of it I, uh, it's a great show i'm glad i'm watching it but stressful as all hell that's it just needed to say that <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember that feeling right oh man because it's it's just so good and there's so much tension and yep you never know never know he's he's always so close to like being caught oh. or it's crazy. Yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, the episode where he's like, didn't he just like break into somebody's house? I think he was going to kill them. And mm -hmm. like some cops like showed up at his at the house or something like that. Ah, yeah. I I don't know how you ever got out of it. Uh, I know you said like you stopped watching at some point, and then it was hard to come back to. Well, what it, I'm trying to remember, it was he had the friend that was what was he like a mayor or something of the town. And oh, okay. He kind of took him under his wing and yeah, taught him yeah. how to kill. And that was a good season. I like that. Yep. And then the following season where he... You didn't stop during the Trinity Killer season, did you? With John Lithgow? No, that was a good season. That was amazing. Yeah, it was. That was a really good season. Um, But then went the season where he breaks into a house to kill a guy, and then the guy he killed had a woman locked oh, up. in Lumen. In, yeah, locked up in the That's attic. where a lot of people were like, eh. Because I'm like, this is a repeat of the, you know, two seasons ago where he took, you know, his friend under his wing and taught him how sure. to kill. I'm like, why do I want to watch this again? I know why you would think that. But if you hang with it, it actually goes in a different direction because there's the romantic connection with her. Yep. Which is the first time since something happens that I'm not going to talk about on the show for Volpe's benefit. Like, that's even a thing. Yep. Like, he had the affair before with... uh. Uh, I just talked to Volpe about this the other day, and now I can't remember. During season two, he had the affair with um L Lily or Layla or Lila or whatever. <laughs> I can't. I think of her exact name. We're having a problem with names today. Lila, <laughs> right? Lila. 
I don't even remember now. Okay, it's got to be Lila. Um, but he had the affair before, and now he's like tempted with another romantic thing. So that's that's the potential that wasn't there before. Like the fact that there there could be a woman that knows kind of who he is and and could be a romantic interest. Okay. Like like what does that become? Mm-hmm. So they th- there are some repeated themes, and that was the season that most people had an issue with. But I guarantee you, if you if you stuck through that, it's all good stuff on the other side. <laughs> all good stuff. I should just skip that season. Don't <laughs> know. Don't, don't skip it. It's worth watching. It's, I mean, it, it is the weaker of okay. the, all the seasons, but it's all worth watching. It's still better than most stuff on TV. <laughs> it's just because Dexter's at such a high standard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. Now, have they down. talked about what might be replacing Dexter? I uh, no, not really. Okay, no. I don't think so, at least. I'm sure they have some sort of plans. But Dexter's always been like a, a fall show, actually. So it's weird that it's all ending in the summer. Summerish. I mean, this is the beginning of fall stuff. But, yeah. And actually, that's my next geek out is uh, fall TV premiere week is this week. Oh, man, this week is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like everything's rolling over right now. So all these shows are coming back. Revolution, South Park, How I Met Your Mother's final season is starting. Um, a lot of final like things too, like ending in South Park. We had talked about the other night; it's going into its seventeenth season. That's crazy, which is unbelievable. And the show has never been bad. No, ever. I like everyone's like, oh, The Simpsons has been on forever, but I haven't watched The Simpsons in so long, I and haven't. it's nowhere. I I think I've tuned in like here and there just to see, and it's nowhere near as good as it used to be. No, same thing with uh, Family Guy. Right. Oh, Family Guy's yeah, terrible. Yeah, now. it's been running forever, you know, for quite a while now. Yeah. But yeah, no, hardly anybody's watching. Yeah, but the fact that South Park does what it does as well as it does still is amazing. Yep, totally. Well, I think it helps because they're they I mean, they're willing to go there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're topical. The fact that they make an episode or can make an episode in six days. Yeah, so is I unbelievable. Mean, it's, that episode's happening as that topic Event, is yeah. going on. Yeah, it's which is absolutely awesome. crazy. I love it though. So. Fall TV premiere week. Totally excited about. Really excited to see S.H.I.E.L.D., the new Marvel show. I'm excited to watch a lot of fall premieres. Actually, maybe we'll do that soon, too. God, I have so much I want to do. That's the problem. I, um, I, I'm um, i going to watch like I did before, but I don't know if I have the time. I'm going to watch a lot of new fall stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I have, I have so much stuff to do that I don't know if I'm going to do it like I did before and watch like everything. Because a couple of years ago, I watched like every possible show. At least the pilot and reported back, but I don't think I have time for that. <laughs> and I was thinking about what our Halloween episode would be this year. Okay. And I talked to you about a couple ideas, and then I thought maybe we should do the Sharknado commentary for our Halloween episode. I'd love this to year. do that. Yeah. I yeah. still haven't seen it. So it would be good because you and Volpe have already seen it once. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you'll see something new. I haven't seen it at all yet. Yeah. So maybe our, our Sharknado DVD commentary should be our Halloween episode this year. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have another geek out. This is another thing that I showed you yesterday, at least some of, uh, and it's the YouTube channel, the uh, combos yes. with my two-year-old. I don't know how I'd never heard about this before. I think I randomly saw on like a social network or something. It is youtube.com slash convos with my two-year-old, and I'll definitely put a link in the show notes for people. There's only like eight episodes, I think, and they're about two to two to three minutes long tops but the premise is and it's filmmakers moving it so the quality is really good mm-hmm. and it's basically a dad who's paying attention to his two-year-old daughter's things that she's saying to him and he's recreating or reenacting these conversations that he has with his two-year-old daughter but he replaces his two-year-old daughter with a fully grown man <laughs> that first episode was the best one i think <laughs> that one was so good yeah <laughs> he just steps into frame. <laughs> She's the princess. Yeah. We're playing right now. <laughs> Where he little pink barrettes in his hair. Yeah. And the little necklace. It's such a simple idea. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah, but it's executed so well and it's so funny. And I love that they always incorporate in at least like a quick shot his actual two year old daughter. Yep. Just to make your brain do that little swapping act. <laughs> So that it doesn't look completely made up. And I love how you said it yesterday, and I was thinking the same thing, that um, the guy who portrays the daughter looks yep. exactly like Tom Green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mannerisms awesome. and everything. Yep. But it's part of what's great about it. 
but it oh it's amazing i think it's so so funny i can't wait i think new stuff is supposed to be coming out like this month or next month i'm very excited for it i love it uh my next geek out is actually a product that i recently purchased i was having some toaster issues uh where i have i i've had a toaster for the last few years and it works but i have to hold down the <laughs> the thing the lever <laughs> and if i let it go then it pops up there's just no catch on the lever anymore so I'd have to sit there in the morning and just hold it down like while I could be getting my lunch ready and waiting for it. That's not productive. No, not at all. And I there's like a few breakfast foods that I even really eat. Like I'll either eat leftovers because I don't I'm not hung up on the this has to be a breakfast food and this has to be a dinner food. It's like food's food. Yeah. It doesn't matter when the hell you eat Your it. Your stomach really doesn't know. No, <laughs> no. As long as you're getting your nutrition, that's all that matters. But. I try to eat a pretty quick breakfast and omelets contain to take a little longer. I'll do omelets like during the summer, but then when school starts up again, I need to be out of the house by a certain time and be ready quicker. I got, I'm all about the egg sandwiches. Mm. So I ended up buying a toaster that has an attachment, like as part of it, uh, a little egg poacher tray. And I am so happy, <laughs> so happy with it. It's awesome. You put in, like, I put in an English muffin in the toaster. You put uh, a little bit of water in the, the heating tray and the little almost like mini egg skillet on there and put the little cover on. And it does everything at once. So it, it toasts the, the bread and poaches the egg when the, when the, toast or the egg mcmuffin egg mcmuffin why do i say mcmuffin <laughs> when the <laughs> we're talking about real eggs here um when the egg muffin is toasted or the english muffin is toasted it stays down and like stays heated up while the eggs finishing up if they finish off schedule and then they'll both like be done at the same time so you Sounds take good. out the English muffin, put the egg on. Uh, there's even a little heating tray you can put above the egg skillet if you have like a slice of Canadian bacon or something. Ooh. You can throw that in there and it'll heat that up too. And then you can just throw it all together. I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, it's too bad it doesn't heat up some meat. Dude, oh, but... no, it does that. I mean, it's not going to cook the meat. <laughs> yeah. But it will heat. It'll heat it up for you. Mm. So two to three minutes and you have an egg sandwich. It's That's... kind of awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I had seen another device online, like a little kitchen gadget that was, uh, like, a, it was an English, um, muffin. Like, it was an egg sandwich maker. I think it was a Hamilton Beach brand one. And you had the whole thing, you put it in there and you like stack it up and then you pull out the egg tray and you open it up and it's all assembled for you. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to go with the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that looks like a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I can't be toasting anything with that on its own. That's for egg sandwiches purely. Yep. But no, this thing's awesome. And I'll put a link uh, on it. It was only $35. Yeah. Which is like the best part even. So I'll put a link in the show notes directly to it. And if you buy it through our link, <laughs> we'll get a little commission through that. And we appreciate that. And actually, I want to thank everyone too, because you guys have been killing it on Amazon uh, this month. This is one of our best. Aside from the Christmas season, we always get really good commissions during the Christmas season. But this month has been awesome. Largely in part to Volpe's business starting up. <laughs> He's been buying things through the, <laughs> through the affiliate link too. But we, we, like the fact that we get that money and all that money goes right back into the show and it allows us to do so much more. It allows us to go to more conventions, to buy better audio equipment, more portable stuff so we can get out there, helps with our promotional purposes. And the bigger our audience grows, the more we can book the guests you guys want to hear and the more we can do for you. So make sure you're going to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon to make all your purchases through Amazon, and that supports us. That'll be our commercial break for today. So I won't go. even put in commercials later. Live. Yeah, that's it. Right as a part of the episode. And my calling it out ruins the whole seamlessness <laughs> of doing the commercial <laughs> mid-episode. But I did it anyway. Yeah, it was um, flawless, though. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Newsroom. Do you watch it all? No. Oh, it's good. It is good. Yeah. The season two finale was like last week, uh, and it was so solid. The, it ended with a, uh, a cover of a Pete Townsend song. Uh, what is it? Uh, let, let my love open the door. Um, and it was a really, really great cover. I don't like the Pete Townsend version. I never really did. It was a little like hokey or corny to me, but this version is so friggin' good uh, from a band called Luminate. Really good song to end the episode. The only thing I'm worried with, I haven't heard news about whether the newsroom is getting another season or not. I may have, and I might not be remembering it properly right now. 
but it ended at a point where the show could be done. Mm. Like there was no cliffhanger. It was all like awesome stuff that you've been waiting for. And it all happened. And I was like, uh oh, like as much <laughs> as I enjoyed the moment, I was like, that was awesome. And then I waited like five minutes. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Does that mean it's all over? Oh no. So I really, really hope they're coming back. I assume their ratings are good. It is such a good show. I don't give a shit about the news. I don't watch the news. I hate politics. Mm-hmm. Freaking love this show. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, that doesn't. But there's something about like Aaron Sorkin's dialogue, like his banterish dialogue that I love. It's the same way on Gilmore Girls. He didn't write Gilmore Girls, but the dialogue is that quick banter. Okay. Where you kind of have to pay attention. You're going to miss stuff. You're going to miss jokes. So it's not lazy watching. It's active watching. But I like that. And Sorkin's done some other great stuff, too. He did another show that was, I think, in a similar tone to this. He did The West Wing. But he also did a show on Comedy Central that I had brought up before when we had talked about shows that were canceled too soon. A show called Sports Night. I don't know if you ever saw no, that. I never saw that. It was all about... It was a newsroom. But it was a, it was a, like a sports center type show and it was all about the backstage stuff that was happening on that the behind the scenes there and i love that show and that's not only news but that's sports something else i don't give a shit about <laughs> and that shows friggin' rules so that's why i started watching the newsroom and the performances are awesome it's just really really good i really dig it so the season two finale is great i hope we're getting a season three and i can't wait for it my last geek out. Yeah, I always have lists. <laughs> I feel like, well, whenever we have like a guest or something on one week, it pushes all of our yeah. normal stuff off. So my stuff just compiles. <laughs> um, my last geek out might be one that you're sharing. I don't know. Uh, it's some upcoming comedy shows. Uh, I'm seeing Chris Hardwick this Friday. I'm going into Boston to see him by my lonesome. Boo. Cause you're busy. Yeah. He's busy. I'm sorry. I'm going on vacation. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody's busy. So I'm just going to go see Chris Hardwick myself and Matt Myra's opening for him. So I'm excited about that. And he did his Mandroid one hour special recently. So I'm assuming most of the stuff that he does is going to be pretty new because usually when you do a one hour special, you burn that stuff and it's not really a part of your act anymore. You might pull something out every now and then. If you're having like a tough night or you just want to get the pace back or bring a certain energy up, I assume like I've done a one hour special before and I know this, <laughs> um, but I'm assuming a lot of it's going to be new stuff. So I'm excited about that. And that should be cool. And then uh, November 30th, we are going to yes. see Pete Holmes at the Paradise in Boston. He cracks me up. I'm oh, so man. excited for that. Yep. So excited because I've seen a lot of great comedy shows. Like one of my favorite comedy shows was still. Uh, when we saw Hardwick, like, I don't know when that was. I don't, I don't think I didn't you go went to that you, one. No. That was me and Volpe. Yep. We went a year or two ago and that was an amazing show. I loved it. And I've seen a lot of other good shows since, but Pete Holmes makes me crack up so much. Like between not only just his comedy, but him. <laughs> yeah. He's so intense. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, he's, he's fucking awesome. And I can't wait to see that show. It's going to be so much fun. And he's going to be at New York Comic Con too. Yeah. Which we found out recently. He has a panel for the Pete Holmes show, which will be coming out in October, not too far away. It'll be out in October after Conan. He has his own late night talk show that he's starting up. Hmm. I'm very excited about that. Um, and he's doing a panel for that. And he's also going to be recording a podcast, I think, with some people from College Humor for another panel during New York Comic Con. So a lot of opportunities to see him there as well. So I'm really excited. (laughs) So that should be cool. Uh, That's all my geek outs, though. So let's go into the freakouts. Oh, freakout! Let's start off with, because this is the most recent, I think, for most people, would be uh, the Apple ISO 7. Mm. I'm not loving that. Yeah, you showed me that last night, too. I mean, the functions that they've added, I think, are good. Yep. I, you know, I think it makes it more versatile. I don't like the look of it. That's my biggest peeve. I mean, to me, the colors, they look like you just dumped out a box of Mike and Ike's. Yeah. That's, that's the colors they picked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Before, I thought, you know, your your buttons and your apps, they, they kind of had a nice, sophisticated look previously. Mm-hmm. And now they've just gone for just straight one color, and that's it. Mm. So, to me, it seems like they're going backwards, or they're just trying to gear it towards much younger people because the people that I've talked to 
all their little kids love it. Yep. And it's usually the older crowd that are kind of, yeah, I'm not loving this. And this is not McDonald's. I'm no. not loving this. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I would, I honestly, I, I'm still thinking of one, you know, if I can reboot it and have it go back to. Oh, the, wow. The you hate it that much. I huh? hate it that much. Wow. Um, I use my phone on a daily basis for the uh, GPS on it. Yep. And I use the, the Apple maps that the phone comes with mm-hmm. because now it does the turn by turn, you know, voice <laughs> navigation, which is great. Yeah. I, you know, I love it. <laughs> but now with the new, I mean, they've changed the look of everything. It's not just the outside of the app. It's, you know, the app itself on the inside. Yep. So now when, what I, when I look at my map, it's, it's almost like a pure white screen with black text. Yeah. And that's not actually easy to pull information off of. Yep. So I'm not loving it. I actually saw, um, Ralph Sorella, guy from Howard Stern show. Um, he had tweeted something about iOS 7. He wasn't a big fan of the new layout either. And he took some steps to improve it. He said it makes a huge difference. You can invert the colors, I guess, and then increase the contrast of the text and things like that to make oh. it all a lot more readable and just nicer looking. I will have to look into doing that. Might be worth checking out. I'll pull up that Definitely. tweet and see if we can fix it up. But yeah, you, you showed me that and... It seems like the continuing decline of Apple is a constant theme on this show. I was talking to my wife about that a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I mean, ever since Steve Jobs passed away, they just, they're losing, their, I think they're just losing their mind. They're just going crazy thinking they have to continue on with what he created, which mm-hmm. obviously they do, mm-hmm. but they can't. Right. And I think they're just almost overextending themselves trying to create, you know, every year they have to have a new phone every yeah. single year. Yeah. No, you don't. But when you do make it worthwhile, sure. you know, I don't know. And it's not innovating so much now as it is following trends and mainstreaming. Yep. Because the, the new layout of iOS 7 is not new. It's following current design trends, no, which it, drives me crazy that everyone just goes, oh, this is the design trend. Let's all do this. The, the even more simplistic, we're getting rid of drop shadows. We're making clean, straight edges and stuff. And yep. uh, which is not what Apple was known for. Apple right. was known of kind of creating their own path, their own look, which they had. I mean, which I thought was great. And like mm-hmm. you said, now they're, it looks more like a droid. Than, yeah. Than yeah. Apple. Yeah. They're, they're copying other companies now yeah. instead of which, other companies. Which copying is a really them. bad decision. Yep. You know, it was funny too. Cause you showed me when you showed me it last night, my first thought was, and I think I said this to you was it looks like a toy. Yeah. It looks like a toy now. And I don't know if that was just because of your lime green cover as well. <laughs> like, paired with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, it definitely looked more like a kid's type thing as opposed to a sophisticated computer. It looked more like yeah. a toy interface. And the, some of the changes they made, I don't know why they, they made these changes. I mean, you used to be able to double tap, which you still can, mm-hmm. the uh, the home screen button on the bottom. Yep. And it would bring up all the running apps that you have going. And you used to be able to just hold on an app if you wanted to shut it down Mm -hmm. to close it, which is great because that GPS um, map, if you have that running in the background, I mean, that just, it kills your battery. Oh, yeah. It drains your battery so fast. So when I would get somewhere, I would shut it off. I had to relearn how to shut down an app because now you don't shut things down the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I mean, if you're going to make updates like that, you might as well just mail everybody a manual. <laughs> <laughs> or at least provide like a digital one yeah. so it's simple enough to... Yeah, I mean, they tell you on the update page what you what they're doing, but they don't really tell you how to operate things when they change it. Yeah. So, But it, to me, again, it didn't make any sense. Why did they change how you turn off an app? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then there's, then there's the exploit of getting past the lock screen that everyone found out about. Yeah. <laughs> which is a huge gap. I mean, it's not the simplest thing in the world, but once you know it, it's pretty quick to do, I would think. Mm-hmm. Go through like the four or five steps necessary to blow past the the lock screen and then share people's photos and do whatever with them. And Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. So, I mean, that that's one of my freak outs. And this one, I don't know how much of it I believe, but I like lost my mind when I first saw this post. It was it was something I saw somebody post up on uh, Facebook, and but it was a, a tweet. Okay, by the biggest douchebag, Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, the Robin uh, one. 
Yes. Yeah, that's that's garbage. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, I'm not going to get into the Ben Affleck thing because yep. I mean that's, that's something you guys already talked about. And again, it, it is what it what it's, it's going to be. What it's going to be. Right. Right. You know. Now, obviously, if they picked them, they picked them for a reason. Yeah. If they pick, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was gonna. My head was gonna explode. But I just figured it was Justin Bieber being a biggest douchebag that yeah. he already is, and just what well, either goes in one of there. two direct. For one, I don't even believe that there's going to be a Robin in that movie. That'd be too much. It's too soon. Yeah, way too soon. So there's no way that's even happening. I feel like, and even if it was, like maybe they're preparing for the future. If that's a possibility, I don't think anyone's seriously considering him. Yeah. I think it's something where he wanted to read for the part. He was like, I want to do that. And just to say, whatever, just send him a script or send yeah. him send him a piece oh, of whatever. I, I, honestly, I doubt even that. I I bet you he just had somebody print up a piece of paper. Yeah, that or it's like all a Photoshop. Script. Yeah, exactly. But I'm uh, lost my mind on that. Yeah, the internet exploded even more from that one than the the Ben Affleck <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit, I I was against Ben Affleck, but yeah. And thinking back, it's again. I think they're going for a different Batman. They are. They absolutely are. They want someone a little older, a little more grizzled. Yep. He's been in the role for a while. He's a great, I mean, he's a good. He's a great actor. He is. He is. It's but just, again, I just don't know if he's Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the only thing. Uh, you know, when I see the movie, the whole time I'm going to see Batman, even in in gear. Um, that's Ben Affleck. That's right. Ben Affleck. The whole right. time I'm going to see the movie. That's right. the only thing for me. Yeah, like Bale. Bale's done some big stuff, but he wasn't. Oh my God! It's Christian Bale. Yeah, well, he didn't. He never had like quite that defining movie. Exactly. No one's gonna be like, "Hey, how about them apples?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That. So that was it. I'll stay away from a driving freak out. Uh oh. <laughs> that's like the constant thing you like to I know. bring on. Yeah, I know. That's why I figured I'd leave one out. Oh, okay. This time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had one driving home, but I forgot it. Yeah. Any other freakouts? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, I got one, and it's uh, well. It's not a complete freak out because it ended up being a good situation, but uh, you're not watching America's Got Talent at all, are you? Or were you watching it all this season? No, of course not. No, okay. <laughs> you say that like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> well, I was watching. Yeah, you watched Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> point. I can't really argue with that. Well, Howard Stern is my 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 big excuse. But I was watching America's Got Talent, and uh, for the semifinals going into the finals, and I, I feel like if you haven't watched the end, it's a live show. I mean, if it's a live show, nobody's buying this on DVD later on. Spoilers, whatever. Yeah. Um. So d from the semifinals going into the finals, they eliminated two of like the best acts they had remaining. They were in the final 12 and they took out a lot of people and they they got rid of uh this like this act called Catapult Entertainment where uh they're dancers, but they have this big screen and um, they 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 all perform behind it, and you see their shadows and the silhouettes cast, and they tell a story and whatnot. But they form objects and shapes and things with the shadows. So like they'll make a helicopter that's fly. It's freaking crazy. Oh, that's cool. And it's just like their bodies and maybe some like small props, but not a ton. It's pretty nuts what they do, and they have things morph into other things. That's really incredible. They were voted off. They didn't make it to the finals. They should have. The other was a group, uh, or not a group, but a pair of balancers like strong strong balance gymnast type guys but where there are a lot of balancing acts and they're all really impressive to see physically all the time these guys had a comedy element with it that was amazing they were so funny and yet what they were doing was so amazing that you almost forgot about how amazing that was because they're so funny and they blended them together really really well so for what they did for their semi-final act was they almost did, it was like an snl sketch and they came up and did uh, like a, a workout video. They had like the headbands on and stuff. And they were like, how to work out the Kristoff Brothers way. And they <laughs> like doing all this stuff. And they had one tiny little slip up um, that people, I think, were forgiving of to a point. Because weeks before, one of them took in rehearsal, like got dropped on his head and really messed up his neck. Oof. And they had performed once since that and performed flawlessly. So, I mean, I think ever, since that, though, people have been like, oh, any little error they make is a result of this. The guy's still injured in yep. a way, and he's doing all this crazy stuff when he was just injured a little while back. But they were 
they were a potential to win the whole thing. And they got voted off? Yeah. Hmm. At least skill-wise. And it was definitely their best. Even with the little mistake, it was one of their best performances because it was just so cohesive and like a comedy sketch that had this impressive physical stuff in it. And it was really cool. And it was like when they got voted out, the looks on the judge's face, like jaws dropped, just like, what the hell? Like America as a whole, idiots <laughs> when yeah, voting. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think I remember a couple episodes ago, I think you said that now it's, you know, the people are texting in. To yeah. Vote, so it's not, it's out of the judge's hands. As soon as that happens, the show goes to shit hmm. because we see how dumb the voting public is and we see the demographic of the show. Which is more of a Gilmore Girls type demographic. <laughs> um, but the, it shows me where the state of the country is and how dumb we are and what we vote for. So two acts that went through that should not have gone through. Hot chicks. No, actually, okay. both guys. Cause I think, I think it's a primarily female audience. Okay. There was one kid who was like a 17 year old magician named Collins Key. He was good, but he should have been gone. Like the act he did for that particular show was his weakest one. It wasn't great. And he should have been totally gone. But every time they say his name, the girls go crazy. The yep. little girls. Okay. So they all voted for him to get him through. And he has a good like social media following and stuff. And the other one is the fucking country singer, Jimmy Rose, who should have been gone before the final 12. He shouldn't have even been in that group. Like he's not, he was not a strong singer. And then when they were, they were doing the the results of the finals finals, this Jimmy Rose guy, just because he was the only country singer or the the and he was like a former Marine and like he had a good backstory. So yeah. so it's definitely his followers that are. Yeah. And country's like so big in this country right now, which I yeah. still can't figure out. Country music is garbage. And then, like you said, you have the military background. Right. So you're gonna right. Have that, you know, group of people voting for him. Yeah. So he ended up placing third overall out of everybody. When there were two singers in the final six who were phenomenally better than him. So much better. It was mm. ridiculous. And he didn't even belong in that group. So what's, uh, what's the prize for winning? A million dollars. Okay. And a contract for a year in Vegas to perform. So mm. you perform for a year in Vegas as like a headlining act. But the winner was a guy that absolutely should have won. So I'm happy about that. Although this is the second year a comedian place runner up. And he was really funny, too. Taylor Williamson, the guy that plays this year. Uh, but the winner was a guy named Kenichi Abina. He was a Japanese guy, a Japanese-American. I think his family's still in Japan. So, like, part of it is, is he really an American citizen? <laughs> like, yeah. is this really America's Got Talent? I'm <laughs> sure, like, people that were upset blew up on Twitter and threw all, all this racist stuff. I'm oh. like, I don't care. <laughs> he, he can come over and win. I'm just watching the show for fun. <laughs> I don't care about, like, what's fair and what's not fair. But he was so fucking talented. It was amazing. Like he was, he describes himself as a dance-ish performer because he does like dance, martial arts, mime, and has a huge digital element to what he does. So like one of his performances early on was doing an interactive video game. Like he pre-recorded all these other characters that were all him. And then he interacted with them in front of the screen in real time and the precision it takes to make sure everything gets right like that. Cause that's all that cannot be adjusted. That's done and being played back. And he flawlessly performed with these prior versions. Oh my God. The first performance he did had like over 10 million hits on YouTube. He, had, really? he did like a matrix style dance. That was amazing. Like he was just so creative. The fact that he could do all this stuff and then chain it all together with the digital elements and stuff. Unbelievable. So he deserved to win. I can't argue with that. That was awesome. But yeah. just the the crap leading up to the way. You have to show me that. Yeah, yeah. But it was, oh, oh I hate country music so much. <laughs> like every week I was like, again, he should be gone. Totally gone. And I'm sure like one other person in the audience even knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> nobody. I don't know what. I don't think our demographics line up with America's Got Talent that yeah. much. No. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I see your posts and I see the the, the abbreviation, the AGT. I'm like, what? Oh, oh America's Got Talent. Yeah. 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 I'm not watching that. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much uh, all my freakouts. And it's also pretty much the end of the show, believe it or not. 
Mm. That's all we need to do this week. All right. So uh, any final thoughts or something you want to plug before we get out of here? Never. Never. <laughs> never <laughs> anything. Eventually, never. one of these days, there'll be something. One day I might have something special. One day. One day. All right. So to see everything we do, go over to thegeekgeneration.com. Check out our posts. Check out the show notes for this episode especially, and you can see all the stuff that we post over there and talk about while we're on the show. Uh, we'll have links to things on Amazon links to some of these videos i'll put the kenichi bina video in the show notes so people can watch that there if you use itunes please rate the show and write a review we always appreciate those please like us at facebook.com slash the geek generation follow us at geek generation on twitter and pinterest you can follow me on twitter and instagram at the night angel send emails to podcast at the geek generation.com we love hearing your feedback and we love your questions for us especially we like to answer those and as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will be back uh, with new stuff next week, whatever that might be. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Make it so.